Hey everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I'm Steve Vandegraaff and I will be hosting today. Hope you guys are all finishing up a nice summer and that you have made it a good one. I just got back from Dallas where I go each year and meet with my financial advisors. We talk about taxes, we do financial planning, and we delve into the details of my practice. Each weekend I go, it's, it's kind of a reflective time for me. I'm thinking about past year, what has went well in my office. And so in that vein, I thought I would do something a little different and share with you for our podcast a little bit about what my personal practice is like. I talked about it a bit a couple years ago when we first started this podcast. So it might be fun to revisit and share with you some details of where my practice has come the last couple of years. In sharing some insight into my situation, I don't want to give the impression that I have a perfect practice. I know there are some all-stars out there that are doing better. Power to you guys. I don't want to toot my own horn or pretend that everything comes easy for me because that's certainly not the case either. But I would like to share some things to hopefully give you some ideas and pearls that you can do in your practice and to motivate you on what's possible when you work hard and focus on the important things in your practice, even if you're an average clinician like me. I'm not going to be sharing financial numbers on the open air here, but I'd be happy to connect through email. I know I appreciated in earlier times when I was learning from doctors that share and just be really transparent with me about numbers and, and things they were doing in their practice. It was very helpful. So email if you'd like to connect more. All right, so jumping into it, I'm a GP. You guys may know I've been in practice six years now. So I have a solo doctor practice, five chairs, two chairs for hygiene and three for me. My practice is pretty insurance-based. I acquired it out of dental school. Uh, I was fortunate to double the practice in the first year, and then I grew it 20% for the first three years after that, and then 10% the last two years. So we've had consistent improvement year after year. Thinking about this, one thing I attribute this to is, first, our focus on new patients. New patients has been one of the greatest strengths of my practice. I've averaged over 100 new patients a month for years now. It has definitely taken some work to get to this point, but I have a reliable flow of new patients without really any marketing expense. These patients make up the majority of my production. I ask each new patient how they found us, and the large majority that come in know an existing patient that referred them. The others usually find us from online reviews or their insurance network. I remember the first year or two I was working, I worked really hard and I was hustling for new patients. But now, after a few years have passed, we've reached a point where it's really steady and automatic. We still bend over backwards to get new patients in and to treat them great, but we've built enough goodwill and have enough fans that new patients mostly generate themselves now. It's taken a while to get to this point, but it's almost like reaching a critical mass where the snowball just continues growing on its own. Because of that, I have eight to 12 limited exams waiting for me each day on the schedule. So I know before stepping into the office that there's gonna be a lot of production opportunities. Also, with enough new patients, I have loved the ability to say no to certain patients and to treatments that I don't like. At first, you know, when I was doing this earlier, it seemed like a loss to refer a procedure out, or I would just try and try to please that toxic person so I wouldn't lose a patient. But not anymore. 
now I can say no with, with no worry or without any stress because I know there's another patient waiting for this chair. In fact, oftentimes, literally, there is a patient waiting for this chair. So steady, consistent new patient flow makes things so much better in this way as well. Here's your pearl. You know the rule that 20% of your actions will lead to 80% of your results? Well, a laser focus on capturing new patients and building a team to accommodate them is part of the 20% of your efforts that is going to give you 80% of your results. When I work together with doctors, it's one of the first things we hit, how to ramp up your new patients. We go through a proven workflow of, of things to make this happen. My team. So my office has six team members, two front desk, two assistants, a rockstar hygienist, and her own dedicated assistant. We're a small group for the amount of dentistry we do, but we are efficient and we have a schedule system that we are really good at. My employees are really the foundation for everything I'm able to accomplish in my practice. I am happy to have learned to hire for attitude and it has resulted in an awesome team without negativity or gossip or those regular problems you always hear about. You can be a master clinician. You can practice in an area of great demographics. You can have a beautiful office on a busy corner. And yes, you want all those things. But if you had to choose one thing, a practice with a super team is going to come out on top over those every time. My team works really hard and they've really bought into the vision of how we treat patients. For example, literally today, we had a limited exam right before lunch. Patient had a broken tooth. I did the crown through lunch. I had an assistant take a half hour out of her regular lunch break to assist me and the other assistant took a half hour at the end of her lunch break to come and assist me. Then at the end of the day, another patient comes in about a half hour before closing. Patient needs a root canal. In my practice, we're going to help that patient that day. So we did the endo right then. We went over, you know, the closing hour by 30 or 45 minutes. But I had an assistant stay with me that day as it was her assigned day. And it worked out great. My team does this on the regular. Since this time last year, I have given significant raises to every position in my office. I know how crucial they are. And so it's totally worth it. I think of the extra mile they put in for me. It makes me grateful, and so I feel happy paying them more now. Here's your action item. In your office, I would recommend you take care of your 10 out of 10 A-grade team members. They are your business's greatest asset. There's a merry-go-round going on right now with staff in the dental industry and I guess every industry. Around me in my town, it's very common for stores or restaurants to just suddenly close because they have no employees. It's just kind of a crazy time. So all the more reason to invest in your team. Another thing I've learned in my own practice that I'd like you to consider is how regular bread and butter dentistry can be great. I have a very productive office and my procedure mix is 90 to 95% everyday dentistry. The same procedure codes that I did in dental school. I haven't done molar endo in a year. Don't tell Derek. I don't really do ortho. I refer out nearly all pedo. I don't land many cosmetic cases. I do a couple implants a month and I still love me some wisdom teeth, of course, but otherwise I'm doing common everyday dentistry. Specialty procedures are great. Dentists should learn them, for example, by focusing on one discipline per year, 
But if you're a GP, you need to be a specialist in efficient general dentistry. Specialty procedures will be a nice boost on top of that. In my office, I do 40-ish crowns a month. So just talking about my procedure mix here. Most of all these teeth are broken, severely decayed, or they have defective fillings taking up two-thirds or more tooth structure. That's my diagnosis criteria. I show each patient a blown-up picture of their tooth when they need a crown. I like more pictures and less talking. If a patient cares about their teeth, they'll usually try to come up with the means to get it fixed. If they don't care about their teeth, they'll usually tell you really quick. So I'd recommend give your patients a menu of their options. No need for selling. They'll choose the best option that fits them. Most of the growth for me in, in porcelain units has been through, and I'll recommend this to you, sticking to your standards. Don't get pushed into doing huge fillings or patching when it's not proper treatment. This is just kicking the can down the road for the patient, and it's very inefficient for you. Instead, hold your ground. Just say, sorry, I wish I could do that filling, but any filling I do is just going to be temporary. This tooth needs a crown if you want it to last. You know, say something similar and stick to it. One unique thing in my practice, I don't know if this was an evolution thing or it's just, it's just happened over time and I, I looked at the numbers, but how much removable I have come to do. I do about 50 arches of removable a month. Some days I feel like a denture center. Let me tell you though, that just because some dentists out there say that removable is not profitable does not mean that's the case. Removable for me is very profitable. In fact, perhaps my favorite patient that comes through the door may be a senior citizen on Medicare missing a few teeth on top and bottom. Oftentimes, that patient's next appointment after the first exam is going to be us delivering their upper and lower partial. Very easy and very profitable. And it's very good for the patient. You may not hear that from other dentists, but it's been a great thing in my practice. Success and removable is all about patient communication, using assistance, and being efficient. By efficiency, I mean reducing multiple appointments into one or two appointments, which is what we do. Full arch implants are sexy and impressive. I respect the big hitters out there that are doing that. However, you don't need to do full arch implants to be successful. 95% of the patient demographic in the United States who need dentures cannot do implant prostheses. I've found success in my practice just embracing that large piece of pie rather than marketing and competing for the other 5% of patients, you know, the full arch patients that many doctors focus on. And that's worked really well for my patients in my practice. You certainly don't need to become a denture mill, but I challenge you to rethink any assumptions you may have that say you can't be profitable in this area. So to reiterate this point, Expand yourself clinically. Offer specialty procedures that you enjoy and that you like, but don't think that you have to do tons of specialty in order to have a super successful practice. Master everything that goes into efficient bread and butter dentistry, meaning nail your diagnosis, case presentation, scheduling, efficient production. Do this day in and day out, and you can be very profitable. And then your specialty procedures will be a sweet bonus on top. In summary, Nailing the fundamentals that I just mentioned, new patients, creating an all-star team, mastering efficient dentistry have been the drivers for my practice success. I think of Tim Duncan, who was nicknamed the big fundamental. 
He became legendary because he did the basics so well. Focusing on the core things in my practice have helped me to grow year after year. I mean, every year I look back and say, man, I worked so hard. It seems like I maxed everything out. How can we really repeat that? Only to grow again the next year and usually on less time worked. I'd invite you to shoot for the same. So thanks everybody for listening. Hopefully you can learn a little insight from my practice. If you're doing way better, awesome. Don't worry about me. You do you. But hopefully there's something helpful there for you. You know what? I'd be really interested to hear about your practice. What are you working on? What problems are you facing? On our website, thelifestylepractice.com, there is a button where if you click on it, you can submit information about your practice and Derek, Justin, or I will personally weigh in on your situation. Check it out and let us know where you're at. Always happy to connect. Have a great week, guys. Peace. (laughs) 